Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Thursday, June 9th. Coming up, how a national baby formula shortage is affecting Kansas City and what some people are trying to do about it. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City Board of Police Commissioners has hired a consulting firm to lead the search for a new police chief. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. The Board of Police Commissioners voted to accept a bid from the loan firm that responded to the board's request for proposals. The California-based firm, Public Sector Search and Consulting, has led searches for police chiefs in other cities, including Dallas, and is currently leading police chief searches for Wichita and Minneapolis. Mayor Quentin Lucas was the only commissioner to vote not to hire the firm, on the grounds it was the only applicant. The board said it would give the firm the results of a recent survey of what Kansas City residents want to see in the next police chief. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt has subpoenaed seven school districts, including those in Lee's Summit and Park Hill, over student demographic surveys. KCUR's Jody Fortino reports. Schmidt, who is running for the U.S. Senate, said some of the surveys employed by school districts asked students, quote, personal and otherwise unnecessary questions, unquote, about race, sexuality, and parents' income and political views. In a news release, Schmidt said he's seeking information on whether the surveys violate privacy laws and whether the districts had obtained parental consent for the surveys. Park Hill School District confirmed it received a subpoena but declined to comment further. A spokeswoman for the Lee Summit School District also confirmed it received a subpoena but said it had not yet reviewed it. She said the district does survey students to support their needs, quote, particularly when it comes to feeling a sense of belonging and connection at school, unquote. A recent survey of Kansas City stores showed that more than three out of four were out of baby formula. Some communities have been pitching in to help each other feed their families. KCUR's Steve Kraske spoke to Vicki Diaz Camacho, a reporter for Kansas City Public Television's Flatland, and Ann Strope, Administrative Coordinator of Missouri WIC and Nutrition Services, about what parents have been going through as a national formula shortage continues. Here's part of their conversation, which aired on KCUR's Up to Date. Vicki, let me start here with you. You point out in your piece for Flatland that's posted at KCUR.org that dealing with this formula shortage has become something of a community effort in Kansas City. What did you mean by that? So what we've been seeing, um, and this was co-authored by Cami Coons and I, we found that parents are just coming together and trying to send their family, their friends, um, formula wherever they find it. And this could mean across state lines. They are everywhere from Florida. They're just sending as much formula as they can. This is a crisis and people are pitching in to help out. Exactly. Is this working? It is only a stopgap measure at this point because it's not enough for a lot of families, especially those infants who require special formula. Well, I gather that people do need help right now because this formula shortage isn't going away anytime soon. What's the latest on how long this might go on here? 
What we estimate based on who we spoke with is that it could take anywhere between, uh, you know, two months for folks to see, you know, formula back on the shelves, which is not good for those who are, at, you know, they have the last bits of formula at home in their pantries. So and they have weeks to go here. They do have weeks to go, which is really unfortunate. It's very scary. I wonder if you can describe for us the, the feeling of panic that a young mom, a set of young parents might have mm-hmm. if they're running out of formula for their newborn infant. That not, not a place I ever was in, a position mm-hmm. I was in, but I wouldn't want to be there. No. these. I mean, these parents are really freaking out from the folks that we spoke with. I mean, they were desperate. And what's un, what's really sad is that there are people stepping up to the plate offering breast milk, but that's not what they need. And so they, while they appreciate that, you know, we have to understand that this is affecting folks who require special supplements. I was going to say, why don't they need the breast milk? Because they need something else, it sounds like. Right. So for some infants, they this is according to the moms that we spoke with, some infants were allergic to the formula. Other Mm. folks, it was just a personal choice. And so we understand that this is, you know, parenting is a personal choice. And that's what we heard from them. You know, I read that there are overseas shipments of formula streaming into this country. Mm -hmm. You read those stories and you think, ah, problem solved. But that's not exactly the case either. No. I mean, what we were told is that it's not going to be enough to cover. It it could be enough for maybe one state, but think about how big, you know, the U.S. is. It's not enough to cover what families need right now. So again, to underscore your point, it might be enough for one state. Yes. But by the way, we've got 50 of them in this country. Yeah. Okay. What triggered this shortage to begin with? So there was a bacteria that was found in one of the formula supplements. And so what they had to do is pull them off the shelves. And this was really, really devastating for families who required that. A lot of them are on WIC. And so um, for those who require help to get the food that they need for their families, I mean, they were just, you know, left at a loss. Explain that. WIC is Women, Infant, and Children's, the nutrition program for, for those folks who are, who are not well off financially. Right. And why does this pose a special problem for them? Because WIC actually, from what I um, gathered, um, based on the experts we spoke with, they actually own, they operate and they, um, I guess, distribute the supplement to the families. Um, and they, I mean, if they can't, access WIC, they can't access formula, then they can't feed their children. Hmm. Well, let me take a call here from uh, Ann Strope. Uh, she is the uh, administrative coordinator for Missouri's Bureau of WIC and Nutrition Services here. You know, how are poor Missouri moms weathering this storm? Uh, and what are you seeing out there? It is um, something that is unprecedented. We didn't expect something like this to happen. I don't think anybody did. There are 82,000 participants in the WIC program in Missouri, again, the nutrition program for women, infants, and children. They face special challenges in so many ways. Explain that to us, Ann. Well, this program is designed to help families who need the um, help for supplementing um, the food that they provide for their family. And some of the food that we provide is formula for the infants and uh, babies as they are get, going through that first year of life. And these families, they, they need that extra help um, to ensure that they have enough food for their babies. And so that's what WIC provides. We provide that supplemental food, and we also provide nutrition education in order to um, help people have the healthiest start to life. 
and um, teach their kids good, healthy habits from the beginning. Um, we do offer breastfeeding support as well, but again, that is um, a personal choice, and we encourage and support breastfeeding, but not everyone makes that choice, and so we have that formula to help supplement as well. You know, if I understand right, uh, participants in the program are only eligible to buy certain brands of baby formula, and what types of challenges is that posing to these parents? So, yes. So how the program is set up, because um, it is a grant with the USDA, um, and how it's set up in order to kind of keep costs at a minimum is we have to sign up a contract, a main contract with a formula manufacturer, and that is the brand that we say we are going to provide to our participants. Unfortunately for Missouri, that was the Similac brand that had the recall happen in uh. February. And so it wiped not only the shelves, but a lot of our participants' pantries of what they had to feed their babies. Well, being a government-funded um, program, in order to deviate from the regulations, we have to get waivers from the, United, the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture. And so we finally we got those waivers in place pretty quickly, and we were able to add um, other formula brands to the availability that Missouri WIC participants can get. But since there is a delay due to our regulations, um, once we got those on and they were able to get use their benefits to get other types of formulas, a lot of those formulas were disappearing quickly too. Huh. And that's this crisis where um, this major recall wiped the shelves and then all the other formula has been taken as well. Wow. So can you describe the magnitude of this crisis then? I imagine your phone is blowing up every day from moms and dads who are wondering, where can I get my baby a formula today because my baby needs it? Yes, we we have seen a significant increase. We talk to, we talk to over 20, 20 plus people a day um, from the parents, the caregivers, from our local agencies that help and just trying to figure out what else we can do. Um, our email is uh, pretty extensive, and then we also have a Missouri WIC Facebook page, and we get a lot of messages um, on that front as well. And all state staff, we are trying our best to help in whatever ways we can. I personally, and I know others have too, have spent time on the phone calling retailers trying to find formula for parents wow. in their area. Wow. And so we were trying. The level of panic in some cases must be rather extraordinary. Yes. I, I, I am a mom myself, and I would hate to, I would, I, it, it's uh, paralyzing that fear to think about not being able to feed your child. That's a great word for it, paralyzing. I imagine that covers covers it a lot for a lot of uh, parents out there. So bottom line then, when there's an alert, maybe that a certain baby formula is available at a certain store at a certain moment, your participants in WIC, they may or may not be eligible to go grab that product at that moment, right? That is correct. Okay. And so sometimes they rush out and they can't purchase it because WIC doesn't cover that particular brand. Or that brand is not 
um, associated with the formula that they are issued. So how it has to happen with WIC is um, you were issued a type of formula. So say you're issued Similac Total Comfort, and we built it into the program or into the eWIC cards, so our EBT cards, that um, there are alternative brands that are the same type as the Total Comfort that they can purchase with their card. But if they can't find any of those, but they can find, say, Similac Advanced on the shelf, they can't just do the Similac Advanced because the card doesn't allow us to do it that way. So they would have to go back to their local agency, get Similac Advanced put on their card, then go back to the store and hope it's still there. That was KCUR's Steve Kraske speaking to Vicki Diaz-Camacho of Flatland and Ann Strobe of Missouri's WIC and Nutrition Services. You can hear their entire conversation and read Vicki's reporting on this topic at kcur.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org, where you can also hear our live stream. If you like our show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we'll take a look at how Missouri is spending millions of tax dollars on anti-abortion health clinics that activists say are misleading women. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.